What up, Long Beach? If you're looking for national champions, you've come to the right place. This is the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that usually features the one and only athletics director, Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show, and this is a special commemorative edition of the pod because, yes, men's volleyball is once again king of the hill and we're going to have some great interviews coming up right now with some special guests from the back-to-back NCAA champions. As always, this show is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, J.J. Fiddler, and across the table, Mike Artabasio. We are going to be joined by four members of that national championship team, as well as head coach Alan Knipe. Uh J.J. said the word commemorative, I think, is exactly right. This is going to be something I hope is really special for Long Beach State fans out there. Uh, so special, we've kicked Andy off the show this week. Well, it's really cool because we actually walked into the Euclea room here at Walter Pyramid, where the team won the national championship just a few days ago, and we are surrounded by memorabilia that the team is coming in to sign. So it yes. smells like a championship in here. <laughs> All we need is some like Moet champagne to spray on the table. I love the smell of Sharpie in the in the Euclea room. That means something good happened at Long Beach State. Uh, in all seriousness, Andy is off at uh, some conference meetings. Uh, he will rejoin us in a couple weeks for the next episode of the LB Fee Show. But uh, before we get to our special interviews with our guests, I just want to make sure everyone goes and checks out the 562.org if you want full coverage of maybe already my favorite moment covering Long Beach State in 12 years. National championship in the pyramid against an incredible Hawaii team in front of a packed crowd. It just, it's going to be hard to beat that. Well, that's for sure. You and I say this all the time. Stuff almost never lives up to the hype in sports. Yep. You could be excited about a track meet or a volleyball match or a championship for the whole year. And oh, someone got an injury. Someone was sick. Uh, someone lost to a team they shouldn't have lost and cost you the, the match. Instead, we got the two best teams in the country. Uh, we got the governor of Hawaii sitting in the front row <laughs> in the pyramid. We got the entire volleyball community here. Everyone just bananas excited, and the match absolutely lived up to the hype. Two of the best teams of all time. And, I mean, look, Hawaii set an NCAA record for hitting percentage this year. There's never been a team as good as them to not win a championship, and that was because of these special players we're going to be talking to a little bit later. If you want coverage of all that, article, huge photo gallery, a great video that JJ put together. Uh, we're going to have some more features. We got features up on uh, Josh Tuininga and TJ DeFalco and Kyle Ensing, as well as some more stuff coming your way. Definitely go check out the 562.org. All right, we're going to bring on our first special guest, the head coach of the best darn men's volleyball team in the nation. It's Alan Knight. Coach, thanks for coming on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Busy, I'm sure. It is a little busy right now, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, for sure. We, we walked into the uh, Euclid room, and I felt like I was walking into like an assembly line of some sort. You know? <laughs> That's right. They're going to have to ice up after all the autographs that just went through, and that's yes. a good thing. Um, so what's, what's the last 48 hours been like for you? Um, you know, obviously very emotional for the city and your fans. Um, what, what, what's, that, what's it been like for you? What's the... Really? Yeah, it's uh, it 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 is totally different to win at home, you know. Um we, we when we've been at final fours in the past and even last year not being in Long Beach, you know, you you're back at the hotel and then you're traveling back and you didn't you, you don't run into as many people as crazy as it sounds cuz we get pulled into the press conferences and everything and everybody kind of takes off and then you're kind of on your way back and it all kind of dies down, but it didn't die down very fast around <laughs> here. It just escalated. I came out of the press conference and the guys were sitting on a bus and we were on our way to EJ Malloy's and it just keep it kept going and it's been like that kind of until well well, it's still, still going, right? We're, yeah. here, we're here today. So, but that, but that's a great thing. It's uh, like I said many times throughout the press conference. It's so exciting for the city to 
to win a national championship is incredibly special and to 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 do it at home is special but also for the people that had a chance to come to the pyramid on Saturday night that may have never been around that kind of atmosphere and will maybe never maybe venture out to travel to go mm-hmm. find it again because who knows the next time we'll be in our backyard um, it's it's wonderful and and how many season ticket holders did we have in that building that has been here for 20 25 30 maybe longer years watching yeah. Long Beach State sports to sit in there and see that and it you could see it all over their face I've received Count. I, I I can't. I had to send a generic I, thank I, you I, out. I saw, I saw you. You put out like a press release statement on your Facebook. That was just I, I like, felt like I acknowledged I, that I have received all of your text messages. I thank know. you for them. I will not be responding to them. I was trying to, in a, in a, in a way, I do really appreciate. But they were coming. They they're still coming through at such a, a pace that I think my fingers would fall off if I tried to to. And I didn't want to be a copy and paste. So no, that's 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 very nice. Of you. That's genuine. You know, we always kind of joke that there's coaches that are really emotional coaches that are not not as emotional yeah. you don't really show a lot of emotion no. on the on, on your face when you're on the yeah. floor um but i could kind of mike and i can kind of see you getting a little bit emotional especially when you were taking the final pictures on the floor yeah. with your team yeah when you are going through those emotions are you trying to keep yourself composed <laughs> you like, are, i can't let tj see me cry is it a storm inside <laughs> no i i, I... I don't think so. I mean, I think it's more of a, I really am just trying to take it all in in that moment. You know, I, I, I've been fortunate enough to been been in these wonderful opportunities, and you know, even in this building, right, qualifying for the Olympics in 2012 here and winning a national championship here. And um, what happens sometimes is you get so caught up sometimes emotionally in it, you kind of miss it. You know, and I try really hard. Like last year, I got pulled off the court at UCLA and had to do a TV interview. Um, I courtside and it was the greatest view ever. I got to sit there and just see it all. And so I think I'm more in awe of the moment, knowing that, um, I've done this for a while. I remember as a player as well, that it goes by so quick and you forget so much of it because you're just kind of caught up in the hysteria and I don't want to miss it. It's kind of like your wedding day, right? Yeah. It's like, you remember, you remember the pictures that people took and that's kind of it because that's right. Too much going on. That's exactly how I feel. So I always try to slow it down and enjoy it though, because you know, they're, they're few and far between, and they're so special. And I just try to enjoy every moment of it. So tell me about the, 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 the month or the day or whatever that Kyle and Josh and TJ committed to come here. Um, because <laughs> I, I remember talking to you and Tyler Hildebrand about, hey, I think we just put together, you know, <laughs> yeah. one of those classes that will, that will, I mean, you guys were talking about, obviously, the potential even at that point. What was that day like just when they all, you know, when you knew that they were all coming here? Yeah, it, it was a really special day. And it's, you know, did starting they, with... Did they commit together? I don't no, think I'm they all kind of, it was all relatively close in time. But you remember Kyle's older brother, Eric, was here at the time. Right. So um, we'll start with Kyle. Like when he committed... He uh, he was a left side player at the time, not a right side guy. He wasn't six eight, and he was a basketball, football, <laughs> volleyball player. So he hadn't really had the opportunity to really show everything he could do in volleyball. And then uh, we we got him to commit early, which was wonderful for us. And then he grows another three or four inches <laughs> and commits to volleyball. And, uh, and then he starts looking like this guy is going to be unbelievable. I had a few. I had a few. So people when he committed, to... you didn't know that it was going to be Kyle, Josh, and TJ necessarily as a. Well, we did feel <laughs> like that, okay. but we actually, to be perfectly honest, we really thought that it was going to be uh, Kyle and TJ on the left together, okay. not Kyle on the right. And then as he got bigger and bigger, and went to the USA team the summer before he played for us, they had so many lefts they put him on the right, and I was in. 
I don't even know, Iowa, wherever we were at high performance <laughs> championships. And they were there training. The youth national team was there training, and he was playing some on the left and some on the right, and he hit a couple of the balls on the right. And I remember talking to Tyler on the phone. I go, he's going on the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's going to give us pin to pin, and it's unbelievable. Like, we're, he's definitely going to the right, and we're going to now have to keep working to get, you know, another left. Right. Um, or, you know, just keep training our lefts up, which was fine. Which and, has basically been what you guys have done for that four years, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. been the spot. That's been the spot where if you're looking for – a new face. You're looking at the O2 position, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, there's so good. The guys did a good job. Eric's older brother. I mean, uh, Kyle's older brother, Eric did a good job in there with Dan Glamick. And then, you know, coach Witt, who's with us now was in there. It was and... crazy to me after the championship that, that all of the, o, the O2 history of this era was all there. And I was right. going, Oh, we really have with the seniors now. And these guys, That's you right. have the whole four year history. That's right. You have TJ and the other six outside hitters yeah. who shared a spot. <laughs> That's right. But they, you know, they all, they all had, one common theme and as they all worked really hard and they were accepting of their role what they had to do right and, you know they were the supporting outside to the team and they all did something at the end of the year that was consistent they all got significantly better in the last couple of months of the season and we were able to set them more and more balls as the year went on so so that was kyle's commitment uh, tell me about josh and tj obviously they were already sort of names within the volleyball world yeah um, you know what 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 was that like how did they commit? What was it like knowing, okay, we've got this sort of class that's coming? Yeah, well, you know, obviously we were pushing hard to get both of them together. Um, I don't know if a lot of other schools recruited them together. I right. know that they recruited them, but I don't know if they recruited them together. But uh, we felt that they were, they would make a, a wonderful Batman and Robin, right? You know, and maybe Batman and Batman, whoever. I don't know. I'm not a big comic guy. <laughs> Batman, maybe but, Batman Superman. There you yeah, go. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, TJ, TJ came in for his unofficial visit and uh, – we were talking and everything sounded great. And, you know, we were sitting um, at the end of his of unofficial visit. He alluded to, uh, you know, this is where I want to go if the if the scholarship's going to be right. And I go, well, I'll just give you a full ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about that? And uh, he goes, well, uh, you know, I think it was 24 hours later, he called and said, I'm, I'm coming. And he had a, uh, that was, a, I remember it was a midweek and he had a, another official unofficial visit at the end of the week that he called and canceled and committed us on the Thursday oh, or wow. Wednesday, whatever day it was. And, uh, I just remember saying to Tyler, cause Tyler wasn't in the office at the time when it happened and when I got the call and I said, Hey man, we just got, we just got a lot better as yeah. a program. <laughs> and, uh, we just got to, you know, let's talk to Josh and let's, let's, let's circle back. And, you know, it wasn't, I don't remember how many days in between, but it was a really short amount of time that they committed. And I knew right then that, uh, you know, we had the pieces in place to uh, to be special, and that's when the athletic department also were great because as soon as we those guys committed, they put a bid in for the Final Four for their senior year. Unreal. That mm -hmm. is just unreal foresight and incredible dedication from the university. But you have those guys, and you know how good they are and how good they can be. You go to four consecutive Final Fours. Yeah. Which and I after, believe this school had been to seven previous, previous in the history. Yeah, yeah. Four in the last four years. Yeah. But after that second one, at Columbus, an unceremonious exit from that sure. Final Four, was there ever a seed of doubt in your head where you're thinking, this group is very special, but it's possible that they don't get that moment in the sun? Yeah. Did, you ever, did you ever think about that? I don't know. I mean, I would imagine at some point, yeah, you probably looked at it like, hey, man, we, you know, let's get this thing done. However, um, what's amazing to me with this group is that they get, they come in here and they're the number one recruiting class of that year. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But somehow along the way, everybody else's number one class from the years before went away. It was all, all of a sudden these guys were supposed to win the national championship in college as freshmen and sophomores and juniors and seniors. 
And I'm looking around going, this is great. I love the expectation level high for us. But I also find it interesting that it became like it, we failed as freshmen or sophomores to win something that's incredibly difficult. And what happened to those senior year or those number one recruiting classes that or went Irvine to other builds schools? builds a class for four years yeah. and wins one or something. Or, yeah, when they, and when, when, they, when we lost in Columbus when they were all sophomores, I don't know who had the recruiting class that were seniors and juniors that were number one that time, but where was the, the comment you know, about yeah. them not yeah. winning? So that when they won last year um, as juniors, yeah, that took a little bit off them. But you know, I, I think my comment in that press conference was, it's a process. You know, they don't get to hit every ball, even though they get Kyle and TJ get a lot of them. And, you know, they don't have total control of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played good teams and we didn't play well in the semifinals in Columbus. But I think, unfortunately, that was part of this team's process to getting over the hump last year. Just like maybe, you know, we beat Hawaii three out of the four times we played them this year. We lost to them in the Big West tournament, the automatic final four. Indirectly, that might have been the best thing possible for our team to come in with just a little bit more fire to get it done. Well, I I did want to ask you about that. I was really interested um, when we were here for the senior night. This will will be the last question we ask you about a loss. Um, We were here for the senior night, and I think uh, Lindy Zamora, the SID extraordinaire for your guys' team, I think she was the one who asked everyone, like, what was your favorite moment? And TJ's favorite moment was the locker room after that Final Four loss um, because he said he felt like that was the moment when – everybody was on the same page more than any other time yeah. in the four years. It was yeah. every, everyone was like, we're never going to do this again. That's right. Uh, you know, if I have to cut my hand off to put a bionic hand on, we're never doing this again. You know yeah. what I mean? What yeah. was that locker room like? Was it people quiet and pissed off? Yeah. Were people talking to each other? What, what created that moment when everyone felt that together? Well, I think sometimes in those moments, the moment can be too big for certain people. And I do think that the moment was maybe too big for some of uh, some of us in the program, you know, some of our guys in the program. And that's it's just being truthful. It's not a slam until you've been there. I know the first time I played in a final four in 90, the moment was way too big for me. I mean, I I wasn't good, but I was significantly better in 91 when I got the opportunity to prep for it all week. I mean, all year long. Um, and I feel like a lot of guys went through that. So I think we had some guys that were disappointed, you know, like in the moment was they were kind of nervous out there and they didn't perform. And then we had a couple of guys like TJ, Josh, and I, you know, I would put Kyle in there too of like pissed, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> right. We had, this isn't a given, you know, you're not mm. entitled to go to the final four and we were here and we were good and we had a chance to do this and we had just played BYU um, at BYU right. and played them well out there. And, and now we're playing them at a neutral site and didn't play real well. Credit to BYU. They played a much better match at, in Columbus. But I think they were seriously angry and in a good way. And I, once I felt the anger from those guys in the room, um, I didn't really have much for them <laughs> in the said, locker room. Right. I'm like, I go, this is exactly where the mindset needs mm-hmm. to be. I'm just going to let them stew in this for a little bit. You know, yeah. like they're not freaking out. They're not breaking things, but they're not happy. And it's okay for them to feel like this for a little bit. Yeah, moments like that are incredible. And to have the, uh, the wherewithal to notice them while it's happening even bigger. We all kind of felt like that. When we watched Trevor Briggs come in for his third set of the season. Trevor Briggs is JJ's favorite volleyball player of all time. In the semifinal against Pepperdine. It's by far my favorite volleyball point of all time. Absolutely. 
incredible serve, yep. forces the overpass. Yep. I don't think he stopped running on the jump. So it was jump serve, and then he yep. his, his legs just kept churning. Jump serve from the right. Goes yep. cross court to the left. Sliding back set, I guess you could call it. Because yep. it was a dig, but he did set the ball. Yep. To Josh, to Nick, set winner. Go on to win set four and win the thing. Trevor Briggs, I'll never forget it. <laughs> My question is, and I hope everyone has seen the video. If not, go to 562.org right now. My question is, is he supposed to be there? Is that like Jeter <laughs> on the first baseline in, all, in Oakland? Like, yeah. why are you there? That seems dangerous for you to be sliding around like that. No, he's definitely supposed to be there. Okay. Um, the, it, but it is, you know, it, it, if you're using baseball, it would definitely be, you know, a ball hit deep, 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 deep in the hole. It's short, yeah. you know, that you make the running spectacular play. But uh you know the it, the timing of that thing, the ball, how fast it came over uh, from the the great serve and the distance he had to cover. I mean, it matched up that it was it was perfect, right? It was spectacular because chances are nine times out of ten the timing doesn't work out so well, right? And we don't get a perfect pass well, like that. And, and nine times out of ten might be generous. I I was joking with him after the match. I go, do you think you could ever do that again if you were trying to do it? And he was like, I it was it's all a white slate. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. I think that, you know, what probably came into his mind was um, I haven't been out here very much, Fair so enough. I'm going to hit this serve and I'm going to run as fast as I can because yeah. the coach is going to be watching on video and see if I get another chance at this thing. Yeah, dog got one Frisbee and went for it. That's right. <laughs> That's sure. right. Um, you know, I guess we could sit here and talk for days about uh, all the moments this year that, that brought you to here. But now that you're sitting here, how do you motivate yourself to continue to push this program and keep going? Yeah. What's next? How do you top that? You just won back to back in your own yeah. building. Well, there's this. Uh, let me back up one second and say that, you know, if this was a professional organization instead of you know collegiate, you know, we wouldn't be in this situation because we had signed them to life. Time contract, right? But, uh, but, you would be paying the luxury tax. <laughs> that's right. I'd be up at the president's office right now asking if she's okay with the luxury tax. <laughs> However, um, the uh, there's the since you you know the the lay of the land that this is how it works. Um, there is a there is a finality to it. There is an end date to it, and um, so you come through the we come through these cycles of recruiting classes, and in a weird way. Um, it, it it it's invigorating as a coach to think okay we have a completely new group of guys coming in we have these guys that have worked so hard the last couple of years that haven't got on the court very much and what are we going to do now um and that's that's exciting it doesn't make it that by choice like i would rather do that than have the guys back but it's it is and so where where do we go um how do we continue to build on the brand we play? How do we continue to put out the effort we do? How do we continue to excite our crowd? How do we continue to push to get our administration to host another Final Four? And there's so many more things that, that I want to do um, with this program uh, that these last four years, and especially the last two years, um, I think opened a lot of eyes of what men's volleyball can do for the university, what it can do for the community, that it can generate a crowd, it can generate some revenue, excitement, some pride. And I was seeing that by the type of people that have reached out. We're not talking about just the same old, same old people, which I really appreciate. We're mm -hmm. talking about people that have maybe never been to a volleyball game in their life saying that was one of the greatest sporting events I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I mean, that was something we, we talked to, um, we talked to some of the players about that as well, but you you are from all of the different perches you've seen the sport from not just here but obviously with the, the national team and everything as well 
you're like very aware of the shape of the of the state of the sport, right? Yeah. Um, and that was something we asked them because JJ and I felt, I mean, I've never seen traffic on men's volleyball coverage uh, like we got this year from the beginning. And, and I told the guys last year, it felt like about the final four that everyone was like, oh, you know, this yeah. team's going to win the national championship. This is great. This year, it felt like that carried over. Do you feel like there's a, a do you feel like this is a perfect moment in time or do you think this can be? Um, the start of, you know, we joke all the time, the dirtbags didn't used to be the dirtbags, right? Yeah. They just used to be some baseball team at Long Beach State. Sure. Do you feel like this could be the start of a new level for the program? And if so, what would that look like? Yeah, um, I do. I do believe that. Because, but I do believe that historically, you know, over the last 20, 25 years, there's been a lot of similar work put in. And, and you know, you go back and you think of the guys like David Lee and Hildebrand, Taylor Crabb, and the wonderful players that we've had come through. But we never had this perfect storm kind of line up with from top to bottom, the support with the Big West is a big deal in this, right? Splitting from the MPSF and going into this legit conference who's promoting us. You look what they did this year with the, the legacy mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes. I haven't even actually sat down and watched all of them start to finish. I tried really hard not to. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the deal is, my, my point is, I just think we keep pushing this thing with, yeah. with the athletic department backing us like they did with Andy's support of you know, the floor this year and just the with all the the quality of the streaming and our fans worldwide getting to see it now, our former players. And I'm getting emails from kids from all over the world that are watching our games and excited about it. Yeah, I do believe that it is a kind of our next big step is how do we continue this on the on the larger scale? And I feel like, well, we have so many more people and so much more investment trying to push this thing up instead of just the coaching staff and a few administrators here and there that it's up to us now to continue to recruit our butt off. And, you know, we're going to go through a, a, a stage right now that we're going to be – no one's going to know some of the guys on our team. <laughs> And we're going to now be the underdog a lot for the next how many it's us, up to us to do the work to change that. All right. Well, I think that's perfectly said. Uh, congratulations again. I mean, we JJ and I have been doing this for 12 years, and that was a unique and special moment, I think, in that entire 12 year run. I know you've been at it a little longer than that. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to you. And thanks for taking the time to come oh, on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for all you do. We're now going to welcome on our second rotation of special guests. On the right, he's a Long Beach City College product. And on the left, he's the biggest darn middle blocker on campus. It's Jordan Molina and Nick Amato. Boys, he's, thank- not the, he's not the biggest middle blocker. Thank you for coming on the show. Who are you? He's the, yeah. <laughs> Laughable. <laughs> he's the loudest middle blocker on campus. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. How are you? We're great. How's everybody feeling? Are you, are you recovered physically, mentally? We're um, getting there. Is yeah. it the off season? I mean, do you feel like it's the off season or because you're signing stuff and doing interviews and stuff, do you feel like it's just like the end of the season still? I mean, what even is an off season? <laughs> but, I That's mean, a great point. <laughs> um, Always in season. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just the you know, the biggest thing is you just act like we've been here before. So, Literally. You know, yeah. Literally have been here before. Yeah, so yeah. I know Jordan's got his signature down to a T. And, yeah. you know, once you get flowing, you're flowing and <laughs> – 80 things doesn't feel like 80 things anymore. That's good. You, know? there you, go. you guys have been there before, but you didn't win it on your own home floor. Winning it on your own home floor and being able to celebrate with your family on that spot, I mean, that's just got to be – that's got to be something you dream about as kids, right? 
Yeah. Always. And the, Always, yeah. the drive over to EJ Malloy's is a lot shorter, too. <laughs> so. You didn't have to contend with the 405 this year. No, 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 no police escort <laughs> necessary. No police this escort, time. yeah. Unfortunately, though, they still dropped us off there by bus, so we had to walk back to the pyramid to get our cars. Yes. <laughs> is that true? No. I called an Uber. Okay, so. okay all right. <laughs> I was going to walk back, right? I go, please, God, I w- would love the video of Simone Anderson on a, one of those scooters coming back to the pyramid. <laughs> well, imagine out. being an Uber driver, and <laughs> tonight I just happened to pick up a national champion. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal, just regular fare. So one of the things we wanted to do with this show is kind of let fans know a little bit of the inside stuff, a little bit about your guys' personality. And so first, I, I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys individually a little bit. But Jordan, you're from Carson. You yeah. played at LBCC. I mean, you are Carson's like unofficially part of Long Beach to me you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. we see Carson kids in the high schools here all the time and everything do you did this feel like a hometown win to you do you know what I mean when you're playing for Long Beach State did it feel like you were at your home university oh yeah definitely I mean just kind of going around just going back to Carson too I see a bunch of guys and unnoticedly get recognized it's like hey aren't you Jordan it's like um I think so right but, yeah you know. <laughs> Like it, it's kind of weird a feeling, you know, like getting recognized like back in my hometown, and then it's kind of funny like going to other places, and it's like uh, everybody, oh, they're so tall, and I'm like in the hotel room, yeah, you know, yeah. or in the hotel elevator, it's like uh, I'm I'm not that tall, you know, and everybody's just like, uh, you're right. I was you, like, okay, well, whatever. You're but. definitely not playing the sport in America at least, or the position in that sport where you would expect to be back in your hometown getting recognized, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, for like, sure. But I I think that's awesome. I I loved seeing you. I think it was always a competition between you and Josh for who had the most family to say, <laughs> to say yeah. hi to after every match. What was the biggest group you got this year? And you know how many right. of them were able to get into the the national championship? So, Hawaii. Two weeks before we even started playing them, um, for our senior night, my mom had bought like forty tickets, <laughs> forty tickets for just family. And then I still had friends come in, and I don't even know how many Josh had, but you know, uh, my mom had like custom made shirts that had like my number and my last name on the back. And then all you see is like once the game was over. Literally 40, 40 of my family members and friends just coming down to the, to the court and take pictures with me. And I was like, well. And then even Alan told me afterwards, I think you won tonight. Yeah. So, okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah, you guys walking around with no necks because those necklaces <laughs> yeah. are so, yeah. so much on your shoulders. Um, Nick, I wanted to talk to you about just your energy because we were in the mid on Wednesday, I think it was, recording our podcast last week. Yes. And you guys were out there for just regular practice, and you were just you were just screaming at the top of your lungs, running out onto the floor. And Nick, Mike was, I, Nick was literally doing arm stretches, screaming, let's go. Yeah. He was just like, let's go! And Mike and I turned let's to go! each other, and we're like, that's what you want from your team. Like, that, like that's what you want. How, where does that energy come from? How do you re-up that energy every day? Because every time we see you, you've got it. I mean, uh... That's just him every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. A lot of it. A lot of it is because, like, let's be honest. I'm out half the game. I don't pass. <laughs> I, like, you know, like these these poor guys are in for six rotations. You know, he has to run all over the place. TJ's always jumping. So I'm out half the game. I don't pass. Like I don't play defense. So I guess it's just one of those things that I took on, where it's just like I, if. If there's one thing I can be responsible for, it's going to be consistent energy. I had, an, I had an idea for, like, a funnier diet type video this year that would just be, like, following you to class. And it would just be, like, the professor, you know, like, does anyone have any questions? And you just, like, jumping up and screaming. You know what I mean? Like, I just – that's how I always picture you. Finals because, week, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> because that, that was always the energy that you were bringing. Are you that way? Like, when you're off the court, is that your personality? Or is it the role that you wanted to fill on the team? Mm. 
Jordan, maybe Jordan answers that question better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't call it energy like that, but I'm not going to lie. I can't talk a lot. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'll tell some pretty pointless stories for about, like, 20 minutes and then just kind of forget where I was going with it. And people are just like, who the, where, <laughs> what is this guy doing? And then I just walk away. His best like, line right. is. So here's the thing with that, and then he can just keep going. I do that. I do that too. That's his. I gotta remember what I was talking about moment, right? You're like, okay, what was the, what was I talking about again? But in class, I'm pretty quiet. Okay. Yeah, because I only go to one class a week, and it's budget and finance, and I have no idea what's going on in budget and finance. Okay. So. <laughs> just hang low, dude. Hang low. So yeah, I just smile and put on, put on corner of the room, and just kind of. So you sit in the Mike Gardavasio's seat at the back of the class. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Okay, I re- I genuinely really respect that. Uh, what was the what was the craziest thing that happened to you guys? I mean, I, something Alan talked a lot about that I I totally agree with is he said this year's team really moved the mark for the sport, which is, I mean, it's a crazy heady thing for someone to tell you guys, obviously, but um, I felt that that was the case. I just don't like having covered men's volleyball for a while. I've never seen the amount of interest and excitement around the sport that there was this year. Did you guys get a sense of that while, you know, as the season's going on? I mean, could you feel that energy from, from the larger community, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I got more followers on social media, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but in a, like, in reality, yeah, like uh, we did see a little bit more, like um, you know, followers. Obviously, from our Instagram page, you know, getting gathering all those followers, and then just seeing all the support. Um, and then you can just see like the the sport grow a little bit. But I mean, other than that, like beforehand, like not a lot of people knew. Like just oh, what I thought men's volleyball was like, you know, just. Right, JJ and I joked last year. We covered you guys a lot last year, and I feel like about the final four weekend, the like rest of the city got it. You know what I mean? It was like we've been saying all year. It's like the number one team in the country. They're really good, and it felt like once you guys are on ESPN, all of a sudden everyone realizes like, oh crap, this is like a different level of thing that's happening. And I do feel like that kind of carried over this mm-hmm. season. Did you feel that, Nick? Yeah. Um... Yeah, absolutely. And so I think one of the biggest things, too, was like it started bringing more kids in our school to the games. You know, like the student section started packing up more often, uh, more consistently. And then you get like someone comes and talks to you like after the game. And they're like, wow, like, that was a lot of fun. And you're just like, yeah, it's a great spectator sport. You right. Know? Like, yeah, I know. We've like, been trying to tell you. It's really like, fun. <laughs> we got dudes out here hitting the ball like 80 miles an hour at each other. And other dudes are getting in front of that. Like, yeah. It's pretty intense. Like we, we say it every year. We just don't understand why it's not more popular. Because every time you come, you're amazed by the athleticism. and the, It's just yeah. fun. Volleyball always creates that fun atmosphere, whether it's on the beach, mm-hmm. indoors. You guys are always seeming to have fun in practice, too. And you just said it, hitting the ball almost 80 miles an hour, trying to step in front of it. So you two guys do two very difficult things. Nick, you block the ball. Jordan, you dig the ball. Who's the hardest to block in practice? And who's the hardest to dig in practice? Ooh. Josh Trinig is pointing to himself in the background right now. <laughs> Honestly, the hardest person to block... <laughs> In practice is Alex Anastasiadis. Oh. Yeah? Yeah, because he has the weirdest arm swing. <laughs> and like Hard, Hardest person to block, but easiest guy to dig. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's fair. And, like, you go up, and I know TJ can attest to this, is you go up and you're like, all right, dude, this kid's definitely going to hit line right now. So you go out, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to make a line move, and then he absolutely whiffs it. <laughs> To, I don't know, like the T, you know, on the other half cutback. And we just all kind of look at each other like, what? 
Next play. Next ball. And so I think the biggest thing about him is he doesn't know where he's hitting the ball out the time. Okay. <laughs> so how can you make a read? When so he yeah, it, so it makes him pretty tough. To I look forward to trying to film that. That's next great. Season. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Keep, keep a wide lens when Double A is here. Sure. That's awesome. <laughs> that's gonna be a tough one. Um, so. Now that this is kind of like all winding down in the season, you know, you guys are probably on a schedule every single day. Now you've got like a couple hours maybe. And as your, as your, you know, life continues, you'll get more and more free time. Uh-huh. What are you going to do with all that time? You getting back into video games, going oh, to more movies? Sure. Jordan, never left. I mean, yeah. Jordan never left. Never left. No, you know, come on. I'm all about Apex Legends right now. Okay. Uh, I got a few. I had to correct, I had to correct Vinny Lopes from off the yeah, block. Was, he was, yeah, he was asking, he was like, he was like, so is everyone playing Fortnite? I was like, oh, Vinny, kids don't play Fortnite anymore, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's all, it's all about Apex, Apex Legends now. Yeah. No, but for sure, I've been, uh, you know, Handling the sticks a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I try to try to carry uh, TJ and Nick in my backpack, you know, a little bit. But I'm awful. Awesome. <laughs> we yeah. need a uh, we need an EA Sports men's volleyball game. Oh, don't you think that would be awesome? That would be terrific. Yeah. I would we'd probably be the best team. On that game. Yeah, he's not wrong. It's that not good. even fair. Yeah. Me personally, like I'm a schedule guy. If I don't have a schedule, then my life just falls apart in shambles you yeah. get depressed so you're just laying around yeah all the time on the exactly like I, I binge watch like a bunch of shows on netflix i'm not even paying attention to right. <laughs> <laughs> so i think yesterday monday i didn't have a schedule for myself and i just literally laid in bed all day <laughs> and <laughs> sounds amazing honestly, though. yeah <laughs> i was supposed to live with josh i didn't show up <laughs> <laughs> but today i got my schedule back Okay. So once I get, I need, I need to have a schedule. Yeah. I, like we're if, the same way. Yeah. If I don't have a schedule, then I just, yeah, I fall apart. Yep. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I know you've got a lot more fun stuff ahead. Uh, we're going to see you guys, I think, at the at the Black and Gold Banquet. And then your guys' banquet is going to be at the Pyramid with a bunch of people there. And uh, and I know you got rings to design and probably more stuff to sign and all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, so the schedule's you... still a little busy, Nick. Yeah. yeah. It's a little busy. <laughs> but we appreciate you taking the time to come on, and congratulations again. Yeah. Hey, Thank you, guys. time in the world now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to welcome on our last rotation of special guests basically put two of the best to ever do it so they need no introduction it's tj defalco it's josh twininga what's up fellas thanks for coming on the show what's going on it's going well what's uh what's the last 48 hours been like for you guys how are you uh how are you tj looks like he needs a nap josh looks like he is at home in his sweatpants how are you guys guys feeling right now well i'm getting enough sleep that's for sure yeah it's nice to have some time off to not have to worry about anything. Yeah. Just, just sit there and kind of lay in bed all day. So first off, I mean, you mentioned the time off. Like, I think Alan made a joke at your guys' post-game press conference from the championship that you probably already have emails about national team practices. How much time do you get off? How quickly are you jumping into practice for that stuff and everything else? Well, we're going to finish up uh, school this week or studying because it's our last week of classes and then finals week next week. Um, so we, we have to go in Thursday and t- just talk to them, but we start next week, like practicing. Yeah. So you get one week off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. You got to go to school yeah, during that week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to work school. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Is that exciting? You know, the, the future right right there, right on the other side of the door. Do, do you guys feel a little bit of excitement that, like, you get another chapter in your life, something different coming up? Absolutely. You know, it bring, it's just like with uh, switching from indoor to beach. You know, it gives a different look to the game. Um, but switching from indoor to indoor, it's a little different, obviously. But... It's a, it's a whole new fun thing to do over the summer. You know, you get to travel and play the best volleyball in the world and to travel around and be with the best guys. And, you know, and it's it adds a special feeling of excitement for that, for sure. Josh, you're healthier than I feel like you've been, obviously, the last couple of years at the end of the season. Are you excited about getting a real clean look at all that stuff this summer? 
Oh yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, right, like right now, I'm in this kind of like weird zone of like closing up a chapter here and being able to open a new one. And uh, you know, it's 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 super exciting. It's a little scary just because I'm not really sure what's on the other side. But um, you yeah, know what's but, on I mean, the other side. I mean, you know, it's, I mean. <laughs> You know, you never really know. You don't I, know you that because yeah. you haven't done it. You exactly. Yeah, I've never sure. been that okay. way. So, it's a, you know, it's, I'm super excited to see what's going on. That's fair. Now, you guys are obviously two-time champions, but you won the second one at home. So we asked the other guys, what, what's different? Did it feel different to celebrate that second championship on your own home floor? It was with weird your, for me. With your family out there? We were talking about it on it the video. It was weird as hell for us. We used to do our homework in the pyramid because no one would come <laughs> yeah. to the basketball game. So we would just come hang out. We would just you come hang out. I mean? This was the place where we learned to be journalists. And then you guys are picking up a national championship trophy yeah. on that floor. It was surreal is the best word yeah. that we could use. Did, that, did it feel like that too? That's where you practice, right there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, we, I talked about this with a couple of the guys. That it just felt like another match in a, in, in, in a yeah. way. Yeah. It just felt like we were in another match in front of the home crowd, in front of the, all of our families there and whatever, and then we won, and it was like, oh, that was it. We're done. That was it. You know, that was it. That's, that's the closing you of that. Def- you definitely was, feel the difference between the last few that we went to of like, all right, this is, this is Final Four NCAA we're just coming here and like, all right, we're, we're going down the street to come it, play a match. Right. It's you know, the pyramid so. with a new skin put on it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. With, with, a, with an uglier floor than your guys' exactly. Oh, it's so <laughs> ugly. But it is an advantage. You feel that you feel that push from being at home like that. Yeah, for sure. What incredible foresight from this university to, yeah, to, sure. to like, they, yes, they these guys are going to be right seniors time. at some point, and it would be really <laughs> cool if they could win it in their own home building. And yeah. then for it to happen, man, yeah. oh, you, yeah. you, you'd have to go a long way in a lot of different NCAA sports to, to find that to be the case. You know what I mean? To travel yeah. to different sites for three years and then get the last one at home. Yeah. It still doesn't feel real. We yeah. didn't even play in it, for God's sake. Well, we were, we were, I mean, we're filming you guys holding the trophy, and JJ and I are kind of laughing at each other. It's like, oh, and they're going to put the banner up right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so TJ, you mentioned playing in front of your family. You guys both had really nice, big uh, contingents of, of family on hand. And I know uh, Josh always has, we always call it the Tuaninga section. Uh, TJ, it was, it was a little bit different for you because you don't usually have your entire family there. And I saw you after you, uh, you know, after you had the, the match winning kill, I saw you turn and look at them and it was just, oh my God, it's all of the DeFalcos are here. Yeah. What, what was that moment like for you? And I think you mentioned it was a surprise, right? You didn't know everyone was going to yeah. be there? Yeah, it was super special because uh, I didn't see until we were uh, we had all hats on and our shirts on and stuff. We were copping for Hawaii and their, their recognitions, all that stuff. And I look up and I see both of my sisters that weren't supposed to be there. And it's the first time in four years that my full family has been in the same spot wow. because, you know, everyone's wow. traveling around and stuff. So so we I, they surprised it, and it was a super special weekend for me and my family to, you know, take a picture all, all together for the first time in four years. And it was it was just super, super special for me. Um, Josh, I got a, a, couple, a couple photos. I haven't even tweeted them out yet. I know I sent them to you and, uh, you and your pops. But uh, you and your mom and dad had this most intense, beautiful, emotional huddle right after they got on the floor. Can you just talk about what that moment was like and then having your family there as well? Oh, man, it was it, it was just like coming full circle kind of thing. You know, this is where I started. Uh, my dad was my first coach, same with my mom. They taught me how to play. And I was able to, after winning my last year, um, to be able to embrace them on that last moment was a mile and a half from where you guys live. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> it was it was just like it was just like, man, this is home, this is love, this is, you know, family right here. It's also not the only championships you guys have won together. You guys have been playing uh playing some pretty top end volleyball for a couple of years now. How couple. long how long how long have you been playing? So ten? Nine years old, eight years old? How ten long years old. Ten? Yeah. Ten, yeah. ten years old. 
So tell me, so okay, for for those who don't know this story, I've got I've got a picture from outside of EJ Malloy's that I'm uh, that I'm excited to write about of the two of you standing with your fathers out there, and this is like the this is like the urban legend superhero origin story in volleyball, right? Your guys' dads met, you guys were playing when you were like ten, and your guys' dads sort of had this idea of what if we get these guys together? You know, what if they're playing together? Maybe they play together in high school, they play together in college. And the thing I was joking about with both your dads is JJ and I hear these crazy fantasies from fathers. Like, you'd be surprised at how, I mean, I got asked literally last week, like, what elementary school should I send my kid to so he can end up in the NBA, right? Like, dads <laughs> think all kinds of nuts, crazy things about their kids. Moms too. Yes, for sure. But the dads are the ones who email the sports writers usually. <laughs> you guys, I mean, they nailed it. You guys, you know, you go 40-0, 40-0 in high school. You come into college. You go to four Final Fours. You win two national championships. What has that journey been like together? And did you guys and your dads kind of reflect on the totality of that to this point, you know, on Saturday at all? Yeah, we haven't had a chance to really talk and sit down and really kind of soak all that stuff in. But, yeah, I, I didn't really think about that until you mentioned it earlier. Like, yeah. the, it was – I guess it was the thought in their minds and their, their kind of big picture goal. Um, but I don't think I don't think I ever thought about it. Yeah, it I was think, just kind yeah. of a fun thing to keep playing with this guy for all that time. It was kind of just the, the journey that we were on, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it was more of just – I think, they, like you said, it was, they were more big picture and we were just – You guys were 10. I was, I was yeah. you guys were thinking about when you were 22, you know. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> you guys have spent so much time here, specifically with this coaching staff, Coach Knipe, and then just this program, right? Knipe being a, an alumni is just really tied into this program. Is there going to be like a Long Beach men's volleyball sized hole in your life for a while that you're going to have to fill with other stuff? Because it is such a lifestyle. It's such a, you know, you wake up with it, you go to sleep with it every day. You, do you yeah. feel like you're going to have to replace it with something? Absolutely. You know, you're spending uh, however many, 11 hours a day for seven months with these guys for four years straight. Like it's <laughs> it, the time we've spent with these guys. I've, all, I've spent way more time with them than my family. Honest question. I mean, a part of you has got to be happy to do, to be around other people. Right. I mean, I like, like JJ and I, when JJ and I get to June, we're really close friends. We've been working together for 12 years and we get to June like we give each other a high five, and I'm like, I will see you in the middle of July. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take some time yeah. and do some things with our own families. Is there a little bit of that? Like, okay, it, I mean, Alan mentioned this year. He's like, these guys have been to a lot of fall practices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is there part of you that's like, okay, cool, let me take a deep breath and go do something else? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, I don't know. It's more of this is like family for real. So it's like, I mean, I can just come back here anytime and. It's still like that whole, I don't know, like I can go to each one of these dudes and, and just feel love and feel, you know, that. So obviously I think there's a difference with, you know, taking that deep breath when I get out, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I would love to be a part of that. But being a part of this has been life, has been it's been family. So yeah, it's like one of those things that's kind of ingrained in the, yeah. in the, the process of waking up and doing your thing throughout the day is seeing these guys every day. Well, you could also probably recite some great night speeches because you probably heard them a few times yeah. right to well, the we younger were, guys we, we were on friday before the match we were all saying what alan was going to say in the press conference yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? probably got pretty close yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes I, I'm, I'm gonna ask coach knife impersonation anybody got one 
You've been around it for a long yeah. time, guys. Right I'm not, right I'm right not, not going to put this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say this. Okay, off the radio. Okay, we'll do it, we'll do it off the radio. That'll, that'll be a behind the scenes. If you sign up for the premium Snapchat of go. the LBP yeah. show, you can get We don't have enough time to do an Alan impersonation. <laughs> we don't have enough time on today. So. Uh, where, where, we asked you this last year when we had you guys on. Where Where is everything? Where's all the gear right now? Did you give it to parents? Is it, you know, in a bedroom? Or where, where's all of the hats and trophies and, you know, everything else you you got from Saturday night? Oh, mine's spread out throughout the family. Yeah, my, I, yeah mine's I, with my family. I, I take it all home, and then I come back the next day, and none of it's there. I so, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's coming home for a visit and taking something away. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, before we let you go, I asked the other guys, so i got to keep it fair. Hardest to dig and hardest to block in practice? Specifically this year, let's just say. Yeah. This year. Hardest to dig would probably be Grant Guanasso, a little barrel. Okay. It's hardest to dig. Hardest to dig because he that never gets balls. Because <laughs> everyone's easy to dig. Um, hardest to block. Hardest to block. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> I went against E-Man for a good portion of the season, and he would have some cra- he like Alex. He would have some crazy whiffs and, but still yeah. get put balls down. So it was tough to kind of get a read on him blocking wise. Uh, digging wise, I'd say Mark Moody at the beginning portion of the year, just because that fool could everything not get on. He could everything. not get on top of a ball. Yeah. <laughs> everything would everything just sail right up into you. And it's just, it'll it's, catch you high. Though. It says something about the technical polish of this program that all four of you said, guys who do weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't get a good read on it. Man. That's really hard. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations to you guys uh, for everything that you know you did here. We're excited, obviously, to see what happens next. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. That was incredible. That's exactly what we wanted, right? Because we've talked to those guys for four straight years about pretty much everything you could talk about. I have heard all of the scripted answers from all of those people on every subject you could guess. And, and, yet, and plenty of good unscripted stuff as well. Dropping yes. some names. <laughs> hardest to dig, hardest to block in practice that you know a good. lot of people would not know, which is pretty cool. Well, it's nice they can they could talk a little mess about their teammates now because they're, you know, they're not their teammates anymore. So <laughs> now, now they're the alumni giving noogies to the guys still on the team. You know, This guy's going to have two rings, Mike. <laughs> two national championship they're rings. They're good looking rings, too. It's You're not going to be able to put them on the fingers next to each other. It's going to have to go like pinky, middle finger or something. That's you know unbelievable. What I mean? That's, that is a commemorative addition to be sure but like we said we do this every other week the lb fee show here at long beach state talking about everything beach athletics and the men's volleyball team is not the only team here on campus competing in ncaa competition this week women's tennis incredible season because they weren't the number one seed as they had been in years past they were number three seed and they went to our favorite indian wells it It did not not rain. rain But they did reign at, at Indian, Indian Wells. Wells. They won their 13th uh, Big West Championship. Uh, it was a, a thriller, as expected. Uh, JJ mentioned, I mean, some of those previous championships, they came in as overwhelming favorites. That was not the case this year. Um, and definitely go check out the coverage of that because that was – it's been a while since I've been so excited refreshing the live stats from a tennis match. But they did uh, they did amazing to win that championship. Yeah, and they've got such a good program, too. And to do it as, like, the three seed is just kind of a little bit special, right? Um They did lose in the first round of the NCAA Regionals at Pepperdine last weekend, but it was also another great effort from them, a 4-2 loss to number 17 Cal. Well, and, I mean, 
you know, the majority of the team is freshmen and sophomores. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about. Bring back about the there. whole roster. Yeah, for sure. I'm already looking forward to having Coach Hilt Costello on the show, on the LBF show next year to preview next season because I know it'll be one with a lot of excitement around it. We need Coach Joey Cerullo to come back on the show and bring us some wings. Some wings. He might bring a little beer. Maybe say, Joey, maybe some craft beer for JJ. <laughs> he <laughs> so did it last year when women's golf won the Big West. <laughs> women's golf won the Big West again this year, and they are actually competing as we speak right now in the East Lansing, Michigan regional uh, out there against some really, really good teams. So Long Beach State representing the Big West in those NCAA regionals in multiple sports. That is not the only thing going on. The softball team has got senior day for obviously a record-setting senior class going on on Saturday at 1 p.m. Maybe somebody gets gets engaged. I don't know. You never know when you show up to softball (laughs) senior day. Uh, The Dirtbags obviously uh, still going as well. They're going to be at number one UCLA the night before this comes out, so you can check that out. Uh, And then they've got a weekend series at UC Santa Barbara. Yeah, tough time to go play those uh, number three. 13 gauchos but it's kind of been a tough go for the dirtbags this year so nothing new uh mentioning golf like we did we've got to do the men's as well the beach tied for sixth in the big west and our guy wilson alum the junior hunter epstein finished in a tie for fifth after going 72 even par in the final round so good on him but those were some tough conditions out there on the island in hawaii for that tournament I just wanted to mention, uh, JJ and I have been saying this all year, as soon as the NCAA championship week is over, it's going to be track and field season in the city of Long Beach, both for the colleges, uh, great athletes here at Long Beach State, as well as some great athletes at the high school level. And sure enough, I'm very excited to see how the Big West goes for Long Beach State. Very good shot at uh, at doing some pretty special stuff this year. And uh, you can check out all that coverage at the 562.org. Yeah, on Saturday, <laughs> they will be doing the Big West Conference Championships for track and field at UC Santa Barbara. And Mike and I Coach will, is be, excited. will be at the CIF Southern Section Championships at El Camino. Usually we see college coaches at the CIF Southern Section meet. Not this yes, year. The shift in the high school <laughs> schedule. I know Andy's, Andy's about as happy as it, uh, about it as we are uh, because, yeah, they usually get a chance to go to all the high school championships and the state championship as well. We always run into them up there. Uh, so a bit of a bummer about that. I guess I'll have to go check out our video, and we will have to check out Long Beach State's video, and then we'll all text each other congratulations. Just two dudes covering sports in Long Beach. History last weekend, more history coming up this weekend. It's kind of just how it goes. It's been an awesome week. Thank you so much for checking out this uh, commemorative National Championship Edition. Thank you so much to producer Roger on the with the magic on the ones and twos to remove the table pounding. <laughs> yeah, Lindy was uh, running around the Euclid room trying to get everybody wrangled up, herding cats to make sure we got this show knocked out. So I appreciate that. And thanks to Andy for you know having us on his podcast and then uh, dipping. You know, I get it. I get <laughs> we will it. talk to you guys next weekend. Take care, Long Beach.